And Shmuel says to Shaul, after accusing him of not having fulfilled what Hashem decreed, and as you saw, Shaul didn't admit his mistake, Shaul defended himself. He didn't see it done wrong. He said that people wanted to bring these animals as carbonists. Now, there does a question who explained that Shaul felt that that was a reasonable option in how to fulfill what Hashem said. Hashem said to kill all the animals. So Shaul said, I'm intending to kill all the animals, except instead of just killing them and wasting them, so to speak, killing them for nothing, we can achieve something by killing them and bring them as a carbon at the same time. Was it kill or charama? So he was destroyed them. We kiss them, we should strike them, and Shaul wanted to fulfill that by killing them as carbonists. And the question is, what would be wrong with that? If Hashem told him, kill, kill all the animals of Amalek, and Shaul says, okay, I'll do that. I'll kill the animals of Amalek. How am I going to do that? By bringing them as carbonists. Would that uh, satisfy the requirements of the mitzvah? Now, the Maestro, we know that the Maestro, we know that uh, that was it was a mistake in the practical sense because Agrashi told us that the people of Amalek who knew how to use uh, sorcery or kishuf, they disguised themselves as sheep. So it, was a that, so it wasn't just to show uh, spared the sheep, it was actually sparing people like that as well. So technically it was wrong and that's a mistake. But the question was on the principle, would Shaul have been able to fulfill the requirements of Hashem of killing all the animals of Amalek or bringing them as carbonists? So you're going to see this is part of the discussion between Shaul and Shmuel. So now Shmuel in Pasuk Design, Shmuel says to Shaul, Vayam Shmuel Shaul, Heref, Vagidah Lecha Es Hashem Dibra Hashem Elayadayim. In other words, Heref means wait, until I've told you what Hashem is, what wants to say. And the reason he's saying that is because, obviously, when he had originally approached Shaul, and he thought Shaul would admit to his wrongdoing, so... Then Shaul would have done Shuvah on the spot. But Shaul didn't do that. And then the Shmuel said, I'm going to tell you what Hashem said. Vayamir Adabir. What does he say? Vayamir Shmuel. Shmuel says to Shaul, Halalim Katan If in your own eyes you consider yourself to be somebody small, you're humble by, in your own right. But it was inappropriate to be humble in the context because Rosh Shifta Yisrael Atah. You're the head of the Shvatim, you're the head of Klai Yisrael, and therefore you have to act as a leader. Hashem is anointed you as a king, and therefore it's wrong to think of yourself as being small or as being insignificant. Now you're the king, you have to take the reins of leadership. And why is Shmuel telling this to him? Because Shaul's argument why he saved the sheep was because the people had compassion on the sheep. And Shmuel, before he argues with him about the fact that he disobeyed Hashem, he takes issue with the fact why did he listen to the people? You're the king. You should be saying the policy. You should be deciding. And the people have to listen to you. So why are you blaming what was done wrong on the fact that, what could I do? The people decided. And I was subjugated to the people. That's a mistake. Which is an important point. The the rule of a king, like the Apostle says, is he's not meant to look to placate the tzibur or do what they want. On the contrary. The role of a king is to lead the tibur and, uh, and and decide the policy which is going to enforce. 
So that's what the first Muslim that Shmuel gives Hashem. And Hashem sent you on the journey and He told you to go and destroy the sinners of Malik. And you were meant to fight against them until you destroyed them. Now what's that extra land? The first part is the first part is what Hashem said. Go and destroy Amalek. And Shmuel adds another land. You were meant to fight against them until you destroyed them. Well, what does that add to what he said previously? He just said you meant to go and destroy Amalek. So what's the what's the extra line adding? So the understanding here is that even if Shaul said, I wanted to kill the I wanted to kill the animals of Amalek. And even the fact that he kept the gag alive, now that might, he might have justified why he kept the animals alive, that he wanted to bring them as carbonus, but how did he justify keeping a gag alive? The gag was the king. What, what, what reason could there be to keep a gag alive? So even if Shaul would say, you know, I wanted to execute him publicly, people who get killed in the battlefield, not everybody sees, you know, the, the, most of the population isn't on the battlefield. So no one would see what I'm doing. And this, look, I have an opportunity. So we're kind of in the midst of uh, being. Amalek, to wipe out the last Amaleki living, I'm going to do it in, uh, in public, in front of everybody. Let them all see me being Makai in the Mitzvah. Even if that would have been Shaul's motivation, therefore he specifically spared Agag as the king, because that way he could publicly king Agag and, like, so to speak, being Makai in the Mitzvah of finalizing the destruction of, of Amalek, Barabbim, in front of everybody else. So even if that would have been the case, so Shmuel says to him, you're wrong. And why is he wrong? Because the mitzvah was to kill them in the battle. When you'll come to Baal you meant to fight against them until you destroy them, which means you meant to kill them in battle. You meant to fight against them and kill them as part of the fight and not spare them to kill them in public executions later on. It's interesting because some of the Rishonim really say this. When is there the din of killing a Malik? In other words, if a person would happen to know today that his next door neighbor has a a uh, family tree leading back to Amalek, and he's a Ben Balash Muhammad, he's proud of it. So they have a mitzvah to, to blow up his house, to kill him in the middle of the night. The lot of Rishonim hold no. They hold the mitzvah of killing Amalek is in battle. We have to go to war against Amalek, we have to kill them in battle. And it's not a din to kill every yachid, every individual of Amalek, whenever we happen to meet them. And that's why also it's a din of the king. And it's a din that has to be a Jewish army. Because in cases like that, then there would be the opportunity to destroy Amalek as we meant to destroy Amalek, as by going to battle and by fighting Amalek in battle and uh, destroying them in battle. Whereas just to randomly kill someone from Amalek, not in the context of a battle, according to the Irish term, isn't a mitzvah. It's a discussion that does, or Achronim, we hold is a mitzvah, even today, if you would know someone who, that he's a Amalek, we'd have a mitzvah to kill him. But uh, it seems like the consensus of the Rishonim is not like that. The way to destroy Amalek is particularly in battle. So much so that this spills over into an Afghaminah Halakha Lameisa. Because we know that there's a mitzvah the Raisa to remember Amalek every year, Pasha Zafar, doing a kind of mitzvah. And there's a big discussion in the Rishonim, are ladies chayv in that mitzvah too? Do women have to come in here Pasha Zafar or not? And what the mitzvah revolves around is, is there a mitzvah for a lady to destroy Amalek? And the those Rishonim are held no. Since the way we destroy Amalek is in battle, and ladies don't go to battle, so then there will be no mitzvah on them to destroy Amalek, so they don't have to remember Amalek either. Those who argue say that there's two separate mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah of remembering Amalek, and there's a mitzvah of destroying Amalek. And even though they would also agree that ladies are potter from destroying Amalek, if the way to destroy Amalek is in, in battle, 
But they said they still there's a mitzvah to remember what Hakadosh Baruch is also chayyim. Regardless of the fact, therefore, what Shmuel is saying is your your instruction wasn't to publicly save a guy to kill him later, it was to kill him in battle. So they would have came to the sheep. It wasn't a mitzvah to save them to bring us korbanos later and kill them or bring them as korbanos. Your mitzvah to destroy them in the battle. You went to the to buy a korban or You went to go to battle against them until you destroyed them, and not to keep them or in hostage or or in jail or wherever it was going to be to kill them at a later date. Now, and, uh, according to the Chayyim nowadays, that's the first uh, le- lesson that Shmuel tells. And now he says to him, And now he says, besides for that, your what your the reason you gave me isn't even the truth. Like we saw previously, Shmuel is told the reason is because Shmuel wants to shecht the korbanos. When Shmuel takes him, it says he felt sorry for the sheep to waste them. It's not much that he was trying to bring korbanos. And that's the Shmuel for the next thing, you know, you can't fool a Novi. He says, the Hashem, It wasn't your reasoning. The re- you t- what you told me wasn't true. The reason you spared the sheep was because you were trying to take, cap- take spoils. You were led astray by the, uh, the, the free wealth that the Marek had. And that was the real reason that uh, you didn't kill the sheep. And that's Vatas Rabbi in That's doing evil. In other words, to say that... Uh, you had a wrong cheshpun or you made a mistake, so they're not going to argue with you why to listen to what Hashem said. So why, why did... Maybe with a positive motivation, but it wasn't listening to what Hashem said. But in the second point, and that is, that that wasn't your motivation either. You really were led here by the Yetzirah, free wealth, that's doing bad by Hashem, because that's doing something wrong, against what Hashem said. So why did Shmuel play the game? Why did he say, well, okay, fine, if you did this, and yeah, yeah. Like, why why did he play along with the ruse instead of just cutting to the quick? Well, like, you know, that's nonsense. We all know that you're just stealing. You know? Because he's saying you, you're making two mistakes now. Firstly, it wasn't the reason. Firstly, what you're telling me, even what you're telling me now is wrong. And besides that, you're not even telling me the truth. And that's why he says the two things. Number one, you didn't listen to Hashem. And number two, you did bad in the eyes of Hashem. Now, National hasn't just asked him, so to speak, a random question of why am I, listening, why am I hearing sheep if you are meant to kill the sheep? Now he's telling him, Hashem, Hashem. Listen to what Hashem told me. And Hashem said that uh, this is your punishment, that you, you, you've done wrong. And now, having heard Renovi tell him, Hashem said you did wrong, now you would expect Shoal to admit he did wrong. It's not just the Kira that Shmuel's asking him, why did he do something? And he thinks he can give some excuse to Shmuel, or he can fool Shmuel into thinking he's doing right. Shmuel telling Hashem, Hashem, Hashem saying he did the wrong thing. And the amazing thing is, and this is uh, really we have to we have to answer the the obvious question. Shaul still doesn't back down. Even having heard that Hashem said he did the wrong thing, he doesn't agree. Shaul says back to Shmuel, and he says, Hashem, I did listen to Hashem. Like, why are you saying I did listen to Hashem? I did. Not only that. I went the way Hashem went to tell me to go. In other words, I was faithful to the, to the mitzvah. And the obvious Agag I brought the king. But, in other words, what he's trying to say with it, that that's the indictment against him. Why did he leave the king? What he meant to say is, I didn't spare him. I thought I would let him go. I, I, he's here. I brought him with me. I'm intending to kill him still. And the rest of the people are killed. So, um, so Shaul says, I don't know why he said, I didn't listen to Hashem, I did. 
And the people took from what was left of the cattle and the sheep, the best of the of everything that they gathered, is Vayach Hashem and Kecha Begilgal. So Shal still isn't accepting what uh, what Shmuel says to him. He says, I don't know what you mean. I listen to Hashem. Now the obvious question is, what 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 didn't Shal understand? Where does Shal uh, have reason to argue when Shmuel tells him clearly what 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 he did wrong? So there's two different approaches which are brought in the uh, The one is a bigger chiddush than the other one. I'll tell you both of them. The one which is brought in the is that Shal thought, if you look at the Torah says, so the Torah says the mitzvah is Simcha Zecher Amalek Mitachas Hashanah to destroy the Zecher Amalek, the memory of Amalek Hashanah. And he understood the mitzvah, which is actually what's quoted in the Rambam, is the mitzvah to Yimaycha called Zera Amalek, to destroy any child or any descendant of Amalek. And if that was the case, so Shaul thought that the mitzvah Hashem is to destroy the people. And Ashmul as a Navi is adding on to the time to destroy the animals also. And therefore, now, when it comes to the mitzvah Hashem, so that to kill the people, Shaul says he did. When it came to Shmuel, what Shmuel told him to kill the animals, so then he, whatever Cheshmer it was, why he decided to spare the animals, but he said, that was the argument with Devrei Hashem. That was Shmuel, what you told me to do. And why didn't Shal listen to Shmuel? That's also a good question. But it wasn't, a, it wasn't transgressing directly the midst of Hashem. That was a, an effort that the Zadachronim explained, that Shal's classification was, Shmuel, you can't you tell me about the animals. It wasn't the midst of the Torah. I listened to Hashem to kill the people that I did to, and about the animals, okay, so then we made a chash, but it was more good to bring us Kabbalah. That wasn't disobeying Hashem. It was maybe disobeying what you said, but it wasn't disobeying Hashem. And the obvious question on that reasoning is why did he, why did he leave Agagadai? If the mitzvah was to kill all the people of Amalek, so then why did he leave Agagadai? There's a, he should have killed him as well. He was also part of one of the, he was the king of Amalek. But that would be the first uh, way of explaining the Pasuk. Um, it's brought to the Briskarov brings Hashem ben Chaim, uh, a Briskarov about this, but I need explanation, I'll tell you what he says. He says that the mitzvah of destroying Amalek is to destroy the people of Amalek. And now once you destroy all the people, then there's a mitzvah to destroy all their things. It's clear that the, no one should remember there was Amalek. But it only comes second, because it's all when the people of Amalek still alive, so there's no point destroying their things. You have, you're destroying the things only that people shouldn't remember Amalek, and Amalek's still here. It says the way you have to do the mitzvah is first kill all the people, and afterwards kill all the animals, which is the way when Shmuel originally told the mitzvah, that's what Shmuel told him. Shmuel said first you must, uh, you must kill me'ish, v'ad'ish, v'adol, v'adolet, kill man, woman, baby, and child, and then afterwards the animals, v'shar v'adzeh. In other words, the mitzvah to kill the people comes first. Uh, yeah, and then afterwards, that's the end of destroying Amalek, and after people shouldn't remember Amalek, so they have to destroy the animals. So the Briskara says, the fear that the mitzvah, the mitzvah wasn't Chalon Shalia to, to kill the animals because the guy was still alive. So there's only a Chiv to kill the animals once you've killed the people. And since he hadn't yet finished killing the people, so now he wasn't even to kill the animals. So that's what he says. He says, number one, I killed the people. Ah, but I kept the guy alive. And because of that, I let the people take the animals because there wasn't yet a Chiv to kill them as long as the guy still, as long as they haven't killed, killed all the people of Amalek. Uh, but the other people he killed. 
Now, like I said, it's, a, it's an interesting understanding in numbers, maybe, but the question is, why is it like that? In other words, uh, how does it justify a shul? If the mitzvah was first kill the people and then kill the animals, so he's saying, no, I wasn't even mechuyev because I hadn't killed all the people. That doesn't justify why to kill all the people. That was your, that was your tzivah. That's the one, uh, that's the one approach that the, the Akhronim take to explain shul, and that was the difference between killing people and killing animals. And, and why did he kill, why did the yes kill the, the inferior? Oh, and the other question you're asking is then why did you kill the animals? You should have the animals around as well. You're right. There's definitely an internal steering in that argument. But uh, that would be the one way of explaining it, which doesn't answer anything because even if it wasn't written in the Torah, if a, a Navi is coming Bashem Hashem to give you an instruction, and if a person disobeys a Navi who's talking Bashem Hashem, he's high of Misa for disobeying Hashem. And Shmuel told us to Hashem, Hashem. It wasn't Shmuel's Kiddush. When Shmuel came to him, it was as Kayamar Hashem. This is what Hashem told you to do. And so, therefore, to, even though the Achronim said it might not be Mufurish in the Torah, the Mitzvah to kill the animals of Amalek, but it was Mufurish in the Tibet of Hashem. And uh, it doesn't exonerate Shaul that he didn't listen to the Navi, even if he's going to claim he listened to the Torah, because we have a Mitzvah Navi, a person who claims to listen. You can't argue with a Navi is telling you something Hashem, Hashem. So, like I said, maybe the Adans you explain that's what Shaul was trying to justify himself, but really in, it doesn't hold water, that argument, because in Halachi it's Lodi Chayim Yisafur. Now, that's the first point. The, the other way of explaining it um, is that what Shaul is saying, and there's an extra word in the positive if you look, you look carefully, what Shaul should have said to Shmuel, Shemati Bukhalashah. I did this. If he's going to argue with Shmuel, and he's going to say it's not true, I listened to Hashem, then the way to say it would be, you said I didn't listen to Shemati, I listened. But really, if you look in the Pasuk, Shmuel, uh, what Shmuel says to Shal is, Asher Shemati Hashem. What's that Asher adding? That I listened to Hashem. It's, it doesn't fit in, if you think about it, it doesn't really fit in the Pasuk. What he wanted to say was, I listened. Um, so the Mitzvah already says, what, and I think it's the Pshat in the Pasuk, but he's very that he said, well, just like you said, I didn't listen, I said I did listen. In other words, as much as you're saying I didn't listen, I'm telling you I did. So it's cash. Like you saying that I didn't, that's what I said I did. But uh, that's the, that's like a little bit of in the Lashon. The Pashas of Asher is that, is Asher is talking about something that will happen. Like I said, normally means in the Torah. That will happen, with that which will happen. And if that's the case, what Shaul was saying to Shaul was, not that I'm arguing with you that I, that I listened and he told me I didn't. What he's saying is, I'm go- I was going to listen to Kol Hashem. Asher Shemati, I was going to listen to Kol Hashem. And I, you, you stopped me in the middle. I had killed everybody. I brought a guy back to kill him publicly. I brought the animals back to bring his carbonus. So it wasn't that I, was, I had an intention not to listen. I was in the process of listening. In other words, Shaul, firstly, the argument that Shmuel tells him, you're not telling me the truth. He wanted to keep the sheep. Shaul uh, denied it. It's not true. The sheep, we, we wanted to bring the sheep as carbonis. And he told me, I didn't finish killing Ambarek. I was going to. I was holding back. You stop, you know, you're interfering in the middle of the job. I haven't finished yet. In, in that's the case, we understand, we understand Shaul's argument much better because it wasn't like he was arguing with the Nobi. The Nobi told me he did the wrong. He said, no, no, I didn't. I did the right thing. His justification was, I was going to do it still. You, you, I, no, I hadn't intended not to listen. I was going to listen. Now, this brings us to the second point. So, like I said, the first point, which maybe 
wasn't clear from Shmuel's original instruction, and he makes it clear now, was you are meant to kill them in battle. And that Shmuel never said the first time. When Shmuel gave him the instruction in the beginning, he always said, is go and kill Amalek, hit Amalek, and destroy everything they had. What Shmuel makes it clearer now, what you are meant to do, was you are meant to fight against them until you destroyed them. Which means you are meant to kill them in the battle. But let's now talk about the, the side of the question. And that is, Shmuel thinks I'm killing these sheep anyway. At least you bring them as carbonus. At least you bring them as carbonus. Why should I waste the sheep and just kill them for nothing? Well, it is like, I'll, let, me, let me use them for a mitzvah. I'll bring them as carbonus. And uh, like we said, technically it was wrong because, like we said at the beginning of the year, there were people from Warwick who disguised themselves as sheep. But even if that hadn't been the case, we asked the question, was it a justifiable way of destroying the sheep of Amalek and bringing them all as carbonus? So that wasn't what Hashem wanted. And this is the point that Shmuel's never going to argue through that. And saying, bringing a carbon isn't being Mekayim destroying a monarch. Destroying a monarch means Hashem thinks it's bad. Destroy it. It's not something Hashem wants you to bring a carbon from. And therefore, don't think that, you, that you're doing both at the same time. That either you're killing the sheep and you're bringing a carbon. A carbon is meant to be from something which is good and something which is meant to be used positively. We can elevate it to a carbon. A monarch is bad. He needs to get destroyed. And I'll just give you a martial uh, example of this. There are times in the Torah when the Torah tells us to kill animals. For example, a shar nagech, an animal which goes three people, kill that shar. A shar nirba, animals used for kill the shar. Okay, so we're killing the shar, let's bring it as a carbon. But my first person, the Torah told me, no, don't bring it as a carbon, kill it. Oh, what a waste. Why just kill it and like, leave it out to die, like carrying it in the field? At least you bring carbon out of it. And the answer is no, Hashem doesn't want that carbon. Hashem doesn't want them. They're bad animals, so to speak. They were used for Avera. Don't bring them to Mizbech. We don't make that cheshpan of saying that, you know, if anyone anyway, killing the animal, at least we bring us a carbon. And the carbon is an animal that a person is made Kodesh and elevated to Hashem. Something which has done bad or been used for bad and now it deserves to be destroyed, that's not meant to be the carbon. That's meant to be destroyed. And that's what Hashem is going to say also. And that is, don't bring Amalek's animals as carbonus. Hashem doesn't want them. They're evil. They're meant to be destroyed. And if Hashem says destroy them, He means destroy them. And not meant to be brought as carbonus. Now, but they're already doing that. Which was the mistake. And if don't say, I'm going to listen to Hashem bring us carbonus, that's not what Hashem wanted. Hashem doesn't want these carbonus. There's something which is bad, isn't meant to be used as a carbon. Something which is bad is meant to be destroyed. But, but we're sure supposed to know that? Yes. That's the principle of the Torah, like we said. Oh, so, is it Pesukim? Yeah, we know it from Pesukim. Oh. That things which are used, which are meant for Vera, are meant to get killed, are meant to get destroyed. And we're not meant to use them as components. That's the, that's the second point which someone's going to argue to me about. And now this brings me to a very fascinating discussion. Um, it's, it's really this rise from the Gemara in both directions. But the, one, the first one I saw actually discusses is the Seichendu. And he asks a question, is a mitzvah to destroy a money? So let's say, we find somebody from Amalek. Let's say we were doing it for mitzvah, the way it was meant to be done, in battle. And we found an Amaleki, and we're holding him to the sword to his neck. And he says, wait, 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 I want to be Megai. We can Megai. Is that considered destroying Amalek? Because now he's like a new person, he's a Jew. Or they said, no, uh, we're not interested in Gary. Thank you all the same. We, we're, not, we're not giving you that option. We'll kill you first, then you convert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so is that the way it's meant to be? But he's not a Jew. He's not a Jew. It's a mom, but he's he not. He wants to be a Jew, if, but he's we'll, not a Jew. Well, we let him. 
What would Adam say? Well, we make him into a Jew. He's not going to make anymore. Too late. It's too late. He should have done it before. Okay, that's the other one. That's the Amalek will come to best. And the Rabbi say, I'm Amalek, but I want to convert. Are we allowed to convert? We say, no, 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 we're waiting to kill you one day. Just leave us your address and we'll send someone around to the house. You shouldn't say he's from Amalek. Sorry? You should not say he's from Amalek. If he is, he is. He's from Amalek, he wants to convert. Are we allowed to convert him? So the state government has an argument about it. He brings two sides about this. And uh, there's one side that, no, we don't want to get from Amalek, we will have to kill Amalek. And the other side is, no, if we do Mekayim, then he's, he's no longer Amalek. He's now a Katnish and Ayla Dami. Is he sincere? If he's sincere. He's sincere. If he's sincere, obviously. And he says more than that. That's the other side of the Sayyidim says that by being Mekayim and Amalek, you're being Mekayim, Mechias Amalek. You've now, he's not, you've taken it out of being Amalek. So there's now one less Amalek in the world. It seems posher from this that, that, that not. Oh, now the question is, why is it different just discussed? Because when it comes to Karbanas, and we say, Hashem I don't want these Karbanas, kill them. Leave them to rot in the field. They rot. And Rai has to get destroyed. And that would be the argument to say that the people of Amalek also, Hashem is not interested in them. Hashem is not interested in them, kill them. Destroy them enough to don't belong in this world. They're just bad. The, so what would, what would the other argument be? The argument that maybe uh, that Amalek do deserve or could become Gary. The answer we have to say is that the animal is the same animal. And if you're shechting as a carbon, you're shechting a, 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 a raw animal, and even an animal so to speak as a carbon. Whereas if you're going to accept somebody to become a ger, mm-hmm. so there is a ger, he can, he's a new person. So he's not, it's not longer that the old person who wasn't a, a, like a, a, a Russia, he's now a new person. That could be a possibility. We find that these three times in the Gemara talks of people from Malakum again. For example, the famous Marmikeda, we've never known Shalom and London Tower of Nebrak. Right, right. The grandsons of Homer, London Tower of Nebrak. Well, what do you do with that? How did, they, how, how did that happen? So it's very interesting. There's two answers. The Akharim asked the question. And the Akharim will give two answers. The one answer is, they didn't tell the basin who they were. And random people came and said, we're going, we want to make a guy, we're going to guy them. Like they hid the fact that they were going to have a so it's true that they were, but it wasn't that the Basin willingly converted on regular, they didn't know that. The other answer, this is a fascinating answer, is that it means Nebana Shalom means through his daughters. So even the through his daughters. Through his daughters. So even the even the the Maisa, they were they were descendants of Haman, they weren't Benachaben. So they didn't have another monarch anymore. and and his daughters married non Amalekis? Yeah. You have to say his daughters married non Amalekim. And now they parse him or bathe him, whatever they happen to be, they kill a guy. So it's Homo's grandsons, but the Maisel, they went on Malachi. Now, the, so the question is that one of them asks him this that, but it says Bnei Bonov. Does yeah. Bnei Bonov, could that refer to a grandson via a daughter? Or does that be Bnei Bonov means son after son? And nationhood goes according to the father? Oh, yes. So the Maisel, I brought I have a first shrine in the Gemara. That even if you're going via the daughter, you can still say Bnei Bonav. And they want the same Gemara. The Gemara talks about the Bnei Bonav of Rachav. Now, Rachav married Yosha. And we know Yosha never had sons, only daughters. As the Gemara tells us in Shachim. So the Bnei Bonav of Yosha talks about the daughter. So then obviously Bnei Bonav refers to uh, the grandsons, even if the grandsons via your daughter. Did she have children with anybody else who she was with? It's not much like that. It's talking about the children from Yosha. That is talking about from Yosha. Yeah. So that's the case. Then we have a right. As you also, Bnei Banash Lohaman, can be via his daughters. So it wouldn't be be Megai and Amaleki. That's one example. The other, I mean, I think, example is also, but it would be one of those two answers. Either it was 
I didn't realize it would be Mugari Amaleki. Or it was that he wasn't, he might have been in the center of Amalek, but being as he had uh, intermarried some along them with a different nation, they weren't technically Neamalek. Okay, so that's the, that was the mistake of Shaul, even when he, if it would have been to bring the Korbanus. And that's what Shaul was going to tell him. Hashem doesn't want Korbanus. Hashem wants you to listen to him. We'll see if I'll tomorrow, but just the first word. Tachefet Hashem ba'eris uzvachim, kishmaya b'kal Hashem. Because Hashem wanted to bring Korbanus as much as he wants you to listen. And therefore, don't come along and say, I'm going to bring us components. It wasn't what Hashem wanted you to do. Hashem wanted you to listen, to destroy it, and that would have been the right way to bash him, not to feel to bring them, or offer to bring them as components. Okay, so we've seen two points today of what, what, what the dialogue between Shal and Shmuel was, and also the aside of even if Shmuel, Shal had been right, that he wanted to bring components, why that itself was also not what Hashem wanted him to do.